can know me better. I am the ghost of Christmas present. Look upon me. Uh, well, I suppose this being radio, you can't look upon me, but listen. You've never heard the like of me before. Every Christmas, I travel the earth spreading merriment and good cheer, and that's why I visit you tonight. I bring you tidings of the Spud Goodman Christmas special, which now begins. You best give it heed, because mark my words, if these shadows remain unaltered by the future, none other of my race will find you enjoying the holidays. Now behold, Accordion Joe! Oh, what a fine time, the right time, to rock the night away. Oh, jingle bell time, is a swell time, to go a-rockin' in a one-off sleigh. Oh, yep, jingle horse, pick up your feet, jingle around the clock. Mix in the jingle and a jingle in time. That's the jingle bell. That's the jingle bell. That's the jingle bell rock. It's the Spud Goodman Show, and here he is, Mr. Yuletide himself, Spud Goodman. Well, Welcome, everyone. This is not Spud Goodman. This is Gerald Holcomb. Yeah, whatever. Normally, I'm the temporary permanent co-host of the Spud Goodman Show, but I'm so very pleased to announce for this Christmas special, our annual holiday special. And now, people of Gotham City, the moment you have all been waiting for... I am the host. Host, and host, I... host, excuse me, hosting? That's a bit of an exaggeration. No. You've been assigned by our executive producer to handle some of the right. stuff on this special. But to call yourself the host of this thing, that's a bit of a stretch. Yes. Well, I was tasked to steer the ship of this Christmas show because you were felt by management to be insufficiently into the holiday spirit. I mean, well. y you would have to admit, Spud, you're not known to be very Christmassy. Christmas! Humbug. I think the term Scrooge-like was used in a recent yeah, staff meeting yeah. by our executive producer. But <laughs> listen, before you comment on that, let me introduce your Aunt Dorothy, the show's designated laugher. Uh, Mrs. Jarvitz, could you give us a rousing chuckle? Oh, why, sure. How's this? <laughs> oh, well, Don't it may herself. not have been that holiday-specific of a chuckle. I should have practiced something more in that vein. Well, I think that chuckle was just fine. Okay. But now, let's get this gala affair going. Excuse me, I, I, I think gala might be a bit of an overstatement and, and affair. How does that well, term tie into Christmas? Well, no, I, I was just using a well-worn saying to describe this show. No, don't, don't confuse I, our listeners by bringing in any uh, like no. possible sexual indiscretions of <laughs> any of us here in the studio. That's not I, what I, I meant. I may have made, you know, a few bad decisions in my personal life, but they have no place on the program. You know, I, I have shared some of my marital history on the air. That's no secret. I mean, you know, some of the acts I committed, I do regret now. Would you be where you are had there not been a sex tape? No. 
you know, especially you know, with sharing my second life. As, okay, you know, as but I maybe, was, but maybe we the... can table that discussion for right now and return to the spirit of the holiday season. Oh yeah, yeah. Rehashing your screw-ups with women over the years is not exactly a good fit with the theme of this special, Spud. Maybe after New Year's you can do a recap for everyone. Uh, I, I was just saying that the term gala affair was kind of dumb. Cause all, I all right, just, all right. I, Point taken. Point taken. Gala yeah. affair will no longer be used, okay? Well, well can, can it be stricken from the record, too? Just let it go, Spud. Fine. Since okay. this is a holiday special, do I really need to be here? I don't think interns should be forced to work during this time of the year. I still have my Christmas shopping to do. Well, why didn't you say so? Hey, you're the only intern we have, so yeah, leaving now would not be okay. That would be like desertion in the line of duty and would be dealt with harshly. Can I at least get a few of those Christmas cookies in the studio? I think my blood sugar levels are dropping. Of course, honey. I didn't have time to bake anything myself, so I picked those up at Safeway. Help yourself. Thanks, Dorothy. They aren't my favorite cookies. Next time you go to the store, could you pick up some lemon Oreos? Oh, I know you love them, but they were out, and I had to get the double-stuffed birthday-flavored Oreos. Sorry, sweetie. Okay, okay. Why don't we get back to the show? Let's introduce our musical guest right now, as they are going to bestow on us a holiday tune. Are you ready, guys? Here are the true Olympians. One, two, three, four. Christmas in Olympia. Christmas in Olympia. Christmas in Olympia. Christmas in Olympia. Think that I go downtown. A chillin' in the air. Gonna get a little gift for someone that I care. Christmas in Olympia, Christmas in Olympia, Christmas in Olympia. Going to the Capitol Rotunda, going to flex the best degree. Going for something else, session of species, Christmas jamboree, yeah. Going up the east side of Big Country, getting a gallop of a shake. Hanging out at the best of Park, I think I see that.
You're listening to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. Have a Merry Christmas or I'll kick your ass. Kick your ass. Kick your ass. I mean it. Have a Merry Christmas or I'll kick your ass. And a Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Jim of Seattle on Green Monkey Records with uh, Have a Merry Christmas. And uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, you know, Chance is telling me that your uncle and his companion, I, I believe you've called it his companion, Jerry, is on the line and wants to speak with you. I, I was hoping your uncle had gotten some help with this problem of carrying around well. a ventriloquist dummy with him at all times. You know, geez, he's not even a ventriloquist, and it's very disturbing. What's with you, Johan? Well, you are plenty disturbing yourself, okay? If you're well, asking me if I'd rather talk with my uncle on the phone than you here in the studio now, the answer's yes. Oh. Uh, put him through. Hey, Uncle Steve, are you there? I am. Super. Jerry and I were listening to the show, and we heard this was going to be the Christmas episode. Right. We both thought there must have been some mistake made, as we are always on this show at this time of the year, and we hadn't heard anything. Well, yeah, sure, yeah, 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 that's right. Well, I'm sure it was an innocent mistake. But, uh -huh. but, but, what's that, Jerry? Well, well, that remark was uncalled for. No, no, if you don't change your attitude, then you can't speak with Spud. Yeah, you, you know, sure? it's probably best because oh, we're kind of oh, running okay. here, Here's Jerry. Uh -huh. He wants to speak with you about Christmas dinner this year. Dinner is served. Yeah, okay, fine. Just put him on. Make it, make it quick, though. So what are you bringing this year, man? We are springing for prime rib and the turkey. So don't try to get away with bringing a couple two-liter bottles of Sprite again and calling it good. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, fine. I'll step up. I'll find, I'll get something more expensive without making you happy. Oh, I, I just oh. got to get going here. Spud, I think it would be better for you to stick with beverages and not any actual food. Your tastes are not like most of us in this family, you know. Well. Jerry, by the way, I will be bringing my special Flaming Cherries Jubilee for dessert. You seem to have enjoyed that at last year's Christmas dinner, huh? Oh, Jerry loves desserts that are lit on fire at the dinner table. Right, Jerry? I do love stuff on fire, and it's really cool, and it tastes great, too. You know what I mean. Okay, well, then thank you two for calling in, but we need to get back to the well, show. No, not necessarily. There's no great hurry here. No, well, uh, First Spud, I thought I, there was, but, you I, know, I'm maybe being we can... told that we have to speak with a guest who's about to call in, so I, I'm sorry, guys. we got to go. I, I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye, dude. Damn. Well, it's, maybe you can like family. Maybe you can text him or something like that because uh -huh. right now you need to take this call from our first guest, Caroline Aaron. I believe she co-stars in that uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel show that's right? gotten yes. so much praise the last couple of years. You know, but I'm not familiar with it. But yeah, I well, think it's a really, really good show. I like it a lot. It's, it's uh, on Amazon right. Prime, so so I know you haven't seen it. For no, sure. I don't get that. You know, and regarding Amazon. I believe in shopping local myself, but some things are just like too embarrassing to buy at a store with humans checking you out. So I do have a Prime membership myself. Uh, if you're referring to KY or, or Astroglide, you shouldn't be such a prude, Spud. They are basic necessities. I buy my intimate products in person at Walmart. No one has made me feel uncomfortable there. A toy? Yeah, I just put Caroline through, and, uh, and hopefully uh, she hasn't been listening while she's been on hold. I hope. 
Say hello to actress Caroline Aaron. We really appreciate you coming on our show. I know everyone's busy this time of year, right, with the holidays? Yes. I'm delighted to be here. All right. All right. Well, you co-star in a very, very good TV show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and season three is now streaming on Amazon Prime. I'm excited for the new season because, you know, we have had your TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had your TV son, Michael Zegan, on before. You raised him well. Nice guy. So what's in store for your character? He's a good job. He's so wonderful. I'm so glad you love him like I do. Yeah, absolutely. So so what I want to know is what's in store for your character, Shirley Maisel, and the show this season? Okay, well, you know I can't tell you a lot because it's like unwrapping your Christmas presents before the 25th. Right. You know, at the end of season two, Midge accepted an offer to go on the road to start a professional career as a comic and to leave all of us behind. So, you know, this is a pretty insular community, I would say, of these families. And, um, you know, they have their neighborhood and their friends and their synagogue and their butchers and stuff. And now one of the flock is going to make her way in the world. And, of oh. course, you know, I like to describe it like a, a pool game where the cue ball hits another ball and that ball goes in the pocket. Well, Midge is our cue ball, and when she goes into the world, all the other balls on the table are going to get rearranged. Yeah, it's a really... I must say. And plus, you're going to get to see her, you know, really start to rise as a comic. That's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah, it's a really intricate and layered program. I mean, it's it's an impressive production. But okay, let let me hit you with this. Um, your career has been Hi. long and varied, with so many credits. It take me a few hours to go through them. Uh, when people see you on the street, what TV show or movie do they reference when they stop you to say hi? Like, I know you. Weren't you in? You know. Well, first, until this show, a lot of times people would stop me on the street and think they went to high school with me, oh. or that we waitressed at the same restaurant. And then, you know, I sometimes I go, I'm an actress. You know, that's probably why you know me. And they go, what have I seen you in? And then I just stand on the street and, you know, list my credits. So since Marvelous is this Maisel, certainly um, people will stop me and uh, say, are you are you in that show? So, yes. So that's been pretty fun. And the other thing is, depends on how old you are, Spud, because the other thing that kids stop me all the time on the street for are... Joe Dirt's mom. Oh, and yeah. 21 and 22. Oh, my gosh. My son played basketball in college. And he'd be running down the court, and they'd go, pass, Joe, pass. And I said, Ben, why are they calling you Joe? And he went, because you're Joe Dirt's mom. I went, oh, I had, I had no idea that that was so important to that age group. And 21 and 22 Jump Street. Oh, yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. A particular, yeah. a particular demographic for kids, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Spud. What? But who is this Joe Dirt? I- I've never heard of him or the movie. I- is it a Western? Because I-, I do enjoy Westerns, as long as the good guys win. I really find it depressing to watch a movie where the Indians or the bad guys come out on top. I- it's unsettling. Uh, Caroline, just a sec. Yeah, it's annoying when those darn Indians don't get annihilated by the white man. You know, yeah, I, I guess genocide is so much more entertaining, right? And Joe Dirt is a David Spade movie, and I, I don't think you would enjoy it as, as it's pretty funny. Oh, oh, really? I like funny stuff. Laughing is good for us. Are, are you forgetting I'm a stand-up comedian? In, in fact, I have an open uh, mic night on Monday if you want me to put it on the list. Put who on the list? Put, me? Uh, put, put you no, on the list. No, there's no yeah. need. I'd rather poke myself in the ear with a steak knife than come to another one of your open mic performances. That's no crazy. offense. Now let me get back to Caroline. All right, I have returned. 
Well, you have been in many Woody Allen movies. Does he work differently than other yeah. directors? He's really secretive. Did you, did you ever get to read the scripts before you hit the set? Or yeah, I, I... you do not get to you do not get to read the script. Ah. And it is very very different. And you know, it feels like you're jumping out of an airplane without a parachute when you when the very first Woody Allen movie I did, um, because you don't have your normal actor tools. The very first movie I did for him was Crimes and Misdemeanors. Yeah. And my first day on the set, he, you know, came over to me and said, look, the camera's going to be outside the door. Um, I'm coming over to visit. And the first shot is you open the door and say hello. And then that's the end of the take. And then we're going to come inside. So I did it. You can imagine my first day on Woody Allen movie. I was so excited. And I opened the door and I went, hello. And he went, don't be glad to see me. I went, okay. Now, that's what I mean about not having your actor tools. I knew the scene once we came inside, but I didn't know what our relationship was. Were we friends? Do we see each other every day? Had we not seen each other in five years? I had no idea because I didn't have the whole script. So those are the kinds of things that are, you know, where you're right. being deprived right. of, of, of that kind of thing that you kind of rely on as a tool, and that tool's been taken away from you, which is kind of smart for the way he works because it makes you incredibly spontaneous and instinctive and mm. he hates artifice yeah if well, he has way women w w wouldn't even wear makeup you know uh -huh. he likes people to look like people in movies well uh, this is a kind of connected question. You, you've worked with Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm, someone who also yeah. works a little differently than most. Hey, that has to be the least stressful set, as you don't really have to remember lines, right? You just get to riff along with the storyline. That's that's my kind of show, because learning lines is tough. Learning lines is so easy fun compared to being on Larry's show. Really? Larry's show is so scary. Not one word is written. He writes out a little outline. And the first day I worked on that show, Ted Danson was on the show, and the AD came over to me and said, two more shots and then your scene is up. And I'm like going like this, what scene? I don't have a scene. All I know is that I'm his wife's friend and they're coming over for a visit. That's all I knew. So I'm like, you know, really white knuckling it. And what uh, Ted told me that was so helpful was, you're not gonna be, every line is not gonna be brilliant on every take. You do it over and over and over again. And you keep improvising, and then really, Larry puts it together, you know, like the best of each one of those takes, each one of those improvisations, in order to put together the scene that you finally see on TV. And the camera people, they don't know where the actors are going to go, so they all have handheld cameras, and they're like a jazz band, you know? Right. We don't know where we're going to go, nobody, nobody knows what anybody's going to say, so everybody has to just kind of get on this ride. And once you do, it's so unbelievably fun. Because Larry is so fun. God, He's so fun. Yeah, we we've had JB Smoove on a bunch, and uh, he he shares some stories. It's yeah, that that's one of my favorite shows. So anyway, all right. Well, let me ask you this: with the holidays here and, yeah. and so many Christmas and Hanukkah programs now airing, how weird is it for actors to be shooting these projects in like May or August? Do you really have to dig deep for motivation to be in the proper holiday spirit? Yeah. Well, you don't in this show. You don't because. You know, the production values are so spectacular that I, we all say we almost don't have to act. By the time we put on the clothes and walk into the world, the, we, that's the world we're in. Um, it's so wonderful in that way. Everything is incredibly authentic. And, you know, when I was, I don't know if you've seen both seasons, but yes, I have. in the Catskills last year, and I was in a fur coat, and it really was summer, and that was really nice because we were season-appropriate. 
except for that I was incredibly hot most of the time. But that was really um, fun because I guess that's the way the Catskills were. Right. People spent their summers there. Yeah, and we were there in June. Had we been there in December, I don't know if we would have been as good, but um, we happened to be able to do that. All so right. If the show is not so great, you know, and a little cheesy and it's Christmas and you're shooting it in August, that's hard. Yeah, like those Hallmark hard. Christmas hard movies. Do. I always feel sorry for those actors because yeah. you know they're doing it in August or July. That's anyway. right. All right. Right. All right, exactly. well... I know you got tons of stuff to do, so let me say again that The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is back for Season 3 on Amazon Prime, so people need to check it out. Hey, thanks so very much for taking some time to speak with us. Thank you, son. I'm so glad. Have a wonderful holiday. You too, Ms. Caroline Aaron. This is The Spud Goodman Show Christmas Special. Christmas Fire by St. John and the Revelations. Uh, a very nifty holiday tune. And uh, right now, we wanted to play this holiday song that Spud picked out. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I, I've never heard of it, but here is Santa Ain't Coming by Dr. Elmo. Someone hit it. Listen up now, kiddies. Yo, it's Santa here. And no, I won't be coming down your chimneys this year. The elves and Mrs. Claus and I have almost given up. It seems we just can't satisfy your need for all that stuff. No matter what I bring you, it's never quite enough. No more ho ho. I've had it up to here. No more ho ho. He's doing that, everybody's been bad. You're on your own this year. It's high time Mrs. Claus and I did something for ourselves. Put Rudolph out the pasture and lay off all the elves. Cause all we hear is gimme, gimme, never a thanks or please. We might just lease the North Pole to the Japanese. Their factories are efficient, they can make your toys high tech. I'd rather be out fishing. Let them be a nervous wreck. All this wanting and this wishing's just a big pain in the neck. Gimme, 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 I want, I want. Gimme, 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 I want, I want. Gimme, 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 I want, I want. 
you're pushing it. Stand up and come. No more ho ho. He's really mad, everybody's been bad. My fuse is getting short. Stand up and come. No more ho ho. He's really mad, everybody's been bad. You've really popped my cord. It started out with giving, but you all missed the point. Whenever you're not getting, your little nose gets out of joint. You're pining and you're whining, they drive me up the wall. I'm unemployed this Christmas, I got no work at all. Now Mrs. Claus says, Santa, just give them one more try. How I'd love to ride that sleigh and watch those reindeer fly. Nah, you won't be satisfied. Chill out, Rugrats. No more ho ho. He's really mad, everybody's been bad. I can't come to grips. No more ho ho. He's really mad, everybody's been bad. Read my lips. That gimme gimme want want impresses me a lot. It's a sign of character. <laughs> Not. But wait, what's this you're saying? Am I to understand? You admit that all your gimmies have gotten out of hand? You're saying now you've got enough and you'd like to share with kids who may not have as much? Well, hold on, I'll be there. Hey, Rudolph, Donner, Blitzen, get the lead out. Here we come. Cause Christmas time is here and there's a job that must be done. Santa is coming. Get inside, Grandma. The reindeer are restless tonight. Oh, by the way, forget the milk and cookies. How about a little steak and lobster for Santa? Santa, Now you kids can have the lima beans and fruitcake. It's good for you. Take it from Santa. Santa, Okay, now, where's my list? Let's see, little Georgie's been fibbing again. He gets broccoli. You've just got time to mix yourself a fresh eggnog. The Spud Goodman Gala Christmas Spectacular returns after this brief intermission. Santa Claus is ready. Santa Claus is ready. Any moment he'll be on his way. He'll remember Freddy, Tom and Dick and Betty. All their toys are loaded in his sleigh. For the boys, he's got baseball mitts and bats. For the girls, he's got dolls with the cutest little hats. Santa Claus is ready, Santa Claus is ready to bring you Santa's treasure Christmas Day. We now return to more seasonal Yuletide festivity on The Spud Goodman Show, Gala Christmas Special. Welcome back. I hope you're enjoying our Christmas show as we feel this time of year hey, 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 is just Christmas. Uh, can you try and be a bit more inclusive? Well, uh, this is not a white nationalist holiday special. You, you also got to recognize like Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and, and that wicked solstice too. Don't be so narrow and exclusionary in your holiday cheer. Razzleberry dressing. Ah, he's got a point, Gerald. There are people from many cultures listening, as this show is heard in markets around the world. 
try and be a little more sensitive to others' traditions. No, okay, I, I did not mean to be exclusionary. But you were. Well, I didn't mean it because this but holiday special is for everyone. True. Uh, well, except maybe hoodlums and troublemakers. I have to draw the line somewhere. It's not that I don't want those people to have a pleasant experience this time of year, too. But, you know, they are just kind of miscreant. Listen, listen, hoodlums and troublemakers... They should get to experience a happy holiday season, too. You're worth more dead than you are alive. Yeah, a little time off from Chris, you know, from what I think during Christmas of creating mayhem is a good thing for all of us. Well, uh, if you put it that way, I guess so. <laughs> yes, well, I did put it that way. Hey, Gerald, the yeah. show's orchestra accordion Joe is on the line. What should I do? Oh. He really sounds cranky, so don't make me tell him to stay on hold. You can only try that angle so many times. I mean, he calls in almost every week and you hardly right. ever put him on the air. What the hell, yo? Uh, yeah, well, let, let the guy who's supposedly running this thing uh, step up and do his job by making that decision, all right? Uh, this, this fake host over here. Uh, he, he, you, you should understand, though, keeping Joe on hold uh, until this thing's over, he's going to retaliate for sure. And it, and it could be, you know... You, he, he comes after. He's a bit vengeful. You know, he never forgets being slighted. Oh, you know that. Oh, for your sake, Gerald, you should probably put him on just for a few seconds. Yeah, I mean, you could just give him the hook maybe after he... Just let him get something out of his system, yeah. and hopefully that'll mollify him. Let me, let, me see if he, let me see what's up here. Joe, are you there? Well, this is the holiday special, right? Yeah. And no one... No one took the time to ask me to be a part of this. I am always, always on the holiday special. What the hell gives over there, you chumps? Joe, in, in our recent staff meeting, it was felt that we should change things up this year. You know, try some new things. Like, for instance, me, hosting. As it was felt I hosting? could provide a bit more holiday cheer than Spud has been able to muster in the past. What? Listen, I do get that. But no offense, Spud. But, you know, you really do bring the mood down during this time of year. Yeah. I mean, people want to be lifted up. That's what I bring to the show, Spud. Really? Maybe by Somewhere playing there. a classic holiday tune or two. I, you know what? I just happen to have um, a few ready. Um, oh you know, here I go. I mean, I know the listeners always love my interpretations of the songs that uh, we all grew up with. So, um, shall I start playing now? Uh, you know, we would love to have you play a short Christmas song on your accordion, but unfortunately, we just don't have time, Joe. I'm sorry, we're going to need to just uh, move, move on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Too busy for this show's orchestra well, to participate like I always do? Come on, I used to be a, an important part of this show. Listen, listen, Come Joe, on. Look, you used to be a semi-important part of our old TV show. But how many times do I have to tell you you're now just a sound effect on this radio show? You know, we play a recorded version of you introducing the show. Everyone knows that. It's a file that, by the way, could be deleted accidentally or not at any time. It's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. Really? So That's maybe you should just be, say goodbye huh? before, uh, you Whatever. know, something happens accidentally. Can I at least plug my next gig? 
I mean, it's at a senior center here in Spokane. And, you know, I'm kind of a rock star at the nursing homes here in this area. The songs I know everyone will love. And Spud, I'm going to dedicate this song. Okay, play it. Just play the dance. Just play it. Quit whining. Play it. Jesus. Please, uh, yeah, hang up on him now. Okay, okay then. It's time for the musical guest interview. Uh, Spud, I believe you're going to be handling this, correct? Uh, yeah, this is my favorite part of the show. I, I know it is. All right, uh, let me introduce our musical guest. It is, of course, Tom Dyer and the True Olympians. Uh, please identify yourselves and the instrument you are currently attached to. Tom, I don't know if you want to do the introductions for everybody. Well, I will. I'm Tom Dyer, and I'm the singer... And I play the guitar, Gene Tweeden over here. What do you do, Gene? Uh, I play bass guitar and uh, provide the thunder for this band. And what's that guy on the drums? What was your name again, Tom Shovlin? Is that it? Yeah, it still is, and I play the drums. And then the star of the band, Mr. Joe Kazon, on the keyboards. Fantastic. Yeah, super. You know, we appreciate you guys uh, doing our Christmas special. Does the band know like non-holiday tunes to play the rest of the year? Because this stuff, might, this stuff may not work like in like May or August. We have a whole album of non-holiday tunes oh. that came out over a year ago, oh. and we're working on a new one right now. Well, super. Well, um, I, I, I know you have the holiday stuff out, so let me ask you this: When you're in that mode, when you're when you're writing, you have more than one. Uh, what's the What's the most important aspect of a successful holiday tune? Like, is there a, a more than, uh, got to be more than just throwing in a reference of Santa or Rum Balls or something, you, you know? Well, Santa and Rum Balls are actually a pretty good starting place. Correct. But that's yes, true. but I think you have to find something that's a little bit sentimental where people, they hear it and they, they just feel a little weepy inside and they go, oh, I love Christmas. All right, super. Well, let me hit you with this. You guys are all veteran musicians. You've played you know, tons and tons of bands over the years. So I'm guessing there are really not that many fist fights or, you know, shouting matches uh, at practice or before shows and stuff. Well, you know the name, True Olympians. You know, it sometimes a fight. Is yeah. that an old joke? I, I don't know. You guys get along fairly well, though, correct? You know, we do. I've been playing with Gene since I was in high school. That was, what, six weeks ago? Uh, you graduated six weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. I haven't graduated yet. All right, well, let me, uh, well, give me the uh, scoop on the next song you're going to do. What's it about? The next song we're going to do is Lonely Little Christmas Tree. I'm a lonely little Christmas tree. And it's telling the sad tale of, of a Christmas tree that just doesn't have a little boy or girl in his wishes that he did, or she, or it, or whatever trees are. All right, cool, let's do it.
Listening to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. That was Ed and Jeff on Green Monkey Records with Baby It's Cold Outside. We have a caller on the line who wants to speak with you, Spud. All right. It's Christmas time, so it's more difficult for me to just blow him off. 
My parents have taught me to treat my fellow man with kindness and respect, at least during this time of the year. Should I put them through? Oh, oh, I just love it, honey, when you show your holiday spirit. Thank you, Dorothy. Mm. And can we go out for frozen yogurt after the show? I'm kind of hungry, but not hungry for, like, regular food, but dessert or something. Frozen yogurt with all the toppings would be perfect. Mm, really? Of Can you course, talk about this sweetie. Chance, please put the caller through as this is Christmas, the Christmas season, and we need to display our holiday spirit with all of the listeners. All of them? Like even the haters? Well, because you know, I have some emails from people that I hope I never speak with ever. I'll put the call through now. The ball is in your court, Spud. All right, fine. Uh, is, is the person on call? Are you there? Yeah, long time listener, and I've called in before too. Uh, I've heard your Christmas specials the last few years, and this one is—I uh, uh, don't know—it's not the same. I mean, you usually have a bunch of major stars on, but this one, not so much. Hey, uh, first of all, uh, Caroline Aaron is amazing, and she's on one of the top shows on TV, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, and it's won like a buttload of Emmys. You know, p- people in show business are like totally jealous of how many awards that show's won and the people on it. So I can, yeah, I, I, never, I can sense yeah, your resentment. Seen the show. No, I've never seen the show. Well, uh, you could have at least booked a supermodel or something. I mean, you know, someone I know. Nothing against that lady or her show. You know, caller, I myself quite often am not aware of a number of the guests who come on this show, but they turn out to be great guests. And, you know, yeah. Caroline Aaron was really entertaining. Uh, yeah, I, I loved her. Yeah, caller. Sorry we couldn't book a stripper or a playmate for you. Hope you have a Merry Christmas anyway. No, 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 no. I'm not some horny guy who only wants to listen to hot babes on the radio. If I wanted that, I wouldn't even listen to your show. It's just that, you know, I get bored easily and I want to be entertained. Is that so wrong? Uh, well, caller, am I responsible for entertaining you? Uh, yeah. Uh, so you basically one is it's just a radio version of one more slightly humorous, you know, dumb cat video on Facebook. That's what we're talking about, right? Hey, 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 hey. I love cat videos. <laughs> Especially yeah, okay. when they get all, all right. confused about something. That look in their eyes kind of cracks me up. Yeah, yeah you know, you know, laughing <laughs> with cats or other animals is fine, but not at them. That is cruel and unacceptable in a civilized society. Hey, I, I crack up at some of the cat videos I've seen. Most of them are lame, but, you know, a few of them are kind of funny. Caller, I got to go. Thanks for calling in. I, I, I sort of remember you from prior calls, uh, but this time you weren't... You know, as obnoxious. Yeah, as the, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Merry Christmas, caller, to you and your family. Well, no, no, no. I'm single and I don't have any kids, but, you know, well, I guess. Thanks. Uh, can I ask another question? Is I. Oh, uh, no. Actually, I got to go. Cut him, please. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, we're going to be right back in a sec. Don't go away.
way Set him free, foolishly Destiny, misery Santa left me on our last date Took his tarnished ring from my finger Brushed the stream and tears from my eyes Turned and walked away Didn't know what I could say I was too young to realize That was Sheila Powers with Santa Left Me. And, uh, and now we have another wonderful song about this time of year. I'm not familiar with it either, but again, I, I believe Spud selected it. Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, here is Socks by J.D. McPherson. Early Christmas morning Sneaky as can be I creep across the carpet And I peek under the tree Pick out a gift from mom to me And bring it to my ear Give it a little shimmy shake And what do I hear? Socks This is the worst gift I ever got It doesn't beep or buzz or bob or rattle in the box Why'd you waste the paper on a lousy pair of socks? Tiptoe to the mantle, a scowl upon my brow I reach up to my stocking hanging from a holly bough. I reach right in and feel around for Santa Claus's loot. But all I find is something there to insulate my boots. Socks.
Christmas is the greatest day, no matter what people may say. Christmas is better than a roll in the hay, except with maybe Susan Day. Christmas is really cool. This year I'm asking for a waiting pool. Christmas is a time for sharing. So somebody please give me my waiting pool. This is the Spud Goodman Show Christmas Special. Now, before we wrap up this gallop, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, holiday special, Bumble's Bounce! <laughs> I would like to discuss what Christmas means to all of us. You know, besides the biblical importance, of course, like, uh, why is it such a special time of year? I'd like to lead off as, if I might, because this is my most favorite holiday. I mean, it has so many elements that are so much fun. Yeah, like having to hit the nearest CVS or Walgreens drugstore on, like, Christmas Eve to pick up whatever kind of gift, you know, you can find for someone who you never thought was going to ever give you something. Just just dropped it off, though. Uh, anyway. I hate toys. You know, last-minute shopping is just, just a ton of fun. Oh, I told you, Spud. Though I am giving you a present this year, as always, there's no need to give me anything. Really? I mean, really, I already have more stuff than I could possibly use. That, that's, that's good to know, Aunt Dorothy, as I, as I haven't really started my shopping yet. That's, that's one less store to hit at the mall. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. You do tend to experience difficulties buying presents for other people. I know yeah. you still enjoy receiving them. But it's probably yeah, for the best for everyone on your gift list that you just maybe refrain from buying any more presents at this time of year or, frankly, all year around, as I know the people in your life would be okay with it. Yes! You know, I'm, I believe I'm leading this discussion. So what I want to ask everyone in the studio right now is what they feel the spirit of Christmas means to them. Now, who wants to go first? Okay, listen, why don't I lead things off? Uh, you, you know, with me serving as host, I think... Uh, uh, j just for the record, uh, you are not the host of this thing. Let well, me say that one more time. I just subcontracted out my job for this holiday special. As I just I just wasn't feeling it. That, it's pretty clear. Uh, but please do not continue to refer your, to yourself as the host. I, that's uh, frankly offensive. Technically, I am the host of this special, but I will respect your wishes. So, uh, listen, there are a few things about Christmas time that means so much to me. I, I think the most fun activity is caroling. Really? Who doesn't love knocking on doors in their neighborhoods and singing me? four or five classic carols? Heidly ho, neighborinos! I also enjoy venturing beyond my local area, too. You know, I get outside my comfort zone. And yeah, a few people have not been thrilled when my wife and I knock on their door and begin singing. <laughs> it could have been the choice of our usual standard opening song, Away in a Manger. It works well in our neighborhood, but not so much elsewhere. So this year, we're opening with Silent Night. You know, you know you're lucky no one has ever pulled out one of those AK-49s or, or, you know, there's so many of them floating around these days. Uh, but I, I bet you've had at least some eggs or tomatoes thrown at you. Come on, be honest. Well, no no produce or eggs. But, uh, well, yeah, a few times people have tossed objects at us. Mostly harmless, like, uh, oh, water balloons. But, okay. you know, never in our own neighborhood, though. Oh, 
You have very kind neighbors, Gerald. <laughs> well, we've lived there for almost 15 years. Everyone knows the Holcombs. Yeah, but I, I would think so. But a lot of them probably have like a photo or like a hand-drawn sketch of all of you on their fridge so they can just stay on their toes. And it only makes common sense. Yeah, without a doubt. I, you know, I know you two are joking, but okay, so who wants to go next? What does Christmas mean to you? Anyone? No? Uh, okay, no. how about our engineer, Trevor? Trevor, why is Christmas so special to you? Uh, you know, I'm pretty busy right now making sure we stay on the air. Uh, can you ask someone else, oh, please? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That was probably that bad call on my part. Okay, sorry to bother you. Okay, how about our soundboard guy, TJ, who is sitting in for Dave, our audio director. Uh, TJ, what do you love about Christmas? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. You know, I, I used to be okay with Christmas uh, until my divorce. Now that my two kids are teenagers, though, you know, I just buy them a present, but uh, nothing like them, like when they were young. I mean, I'd really wow them. I was a hero back in their eyes then, but, uh, you know, times change. Yeah, uh, tell me about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, TJ. Okay. Uh, anyone else want to jump in? Anyone? D chance? I'd rather not. My parents told me they'd be listening to this special, and they don't normally listen. I think they're making an effort to connect with me, so... Hey, Mom and Dad, I know I forgot to take out the garbage and load the dishwasher before I left for the studio. I promise I'll take care of it when I get home. You know, people lie a lot, so you gotta be on your toes. Hey, would you like me to come in after I drop you off and give you some help? Thank you, Dorothy, but my parents want me to do my chores myself and not ask others for help, especially my fiance. Yeah, I think so. It's a point of emphasis for my mom, as she, and everyone knows, is still adjusting to our relationship. Oh, well, I feel she'll warm to me when she gets to know me better. It's understandable. No mother wants to lose her son to another woman. Courtney, Chloe. Uh, yeah, especially one who could maybe be her mother. Oh, brother. Uh, I'm just saying. Well, Spud, you need to let go of your age-appropriate obsession and... Babe, I can take care of it. I'll text you when I'm done. All right. Okay, okay. Uh, how about you, Spud? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Jarvitz? Uh, I would be a no, too. Gosh, you know, I had a few more holiday questions I wanted to run by everyone. Are there no prisons? Uh, you, you might want to sign off now. I mean, with things go, going overtime here, I think we're done. Uh, and I concur. This would be the time to close the show. Really? But but I think I think we have a few more minutes to go before. No, no. We... So, so here's our musical guest, the true Olympians, who will finish things off. I I think that's on my list of duties. So uh, yes, look look at the directions right here. Our executive producer gave me. It's right here. Gerald will sign off. Uh, like I said, once again, here are the true Olympians. Hit it, guys. One, two, three, four.
The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Engineered by Trevor Jastad and recorded at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Associate producer, TJ Pites. Video director, Wyatt Young. Production assistants, Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent, Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Oh,